legally required to tell you that we are currently now recording. Yeah, I was gonna read the whole like disclaimer I wrote, but my husband was like, "It's not really legally binding," and I was like, "What's?" I consent to being recorded. Thank you. Thank you. And I was like, ah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, thank you for being here. I um, I, I don't know. I don't know where to start. So I don't like a bunch of like hokey introduction stuff. So I don't know. Like I don't have like a I don't, know, I don't have like a little tagline or anything to do for you. But I think um, I want to introduce you as. Basil Thai at Neobacterian. Um, and I want to know, I guess, what's Neobacterian? Tell me a little bit about that. So Neobacterian, honestly, I don't even know how I came uh, came upon that. I just knew like Bactria, Bactrian had something to do with Afghanistan. Like if you've seen like Alexander, the Colin Farrell one, like Bactria is like the easternmost Greek province. And it's like in Afghanistan, modern day. Oh, that, okay. I'm getting on to my like Bronze Age nation journey, I guess, sort of like that whole era of history. I was heard of it, kind of like familiar with, but it was, right. um, you know, we, I feel like we were all misled to think it was something new, very different than what it actually is, which is incredibly rich and amazing us worldwide civilizations. It's just something unbelievable. Um, but Bactrian is that what is, so that's the kingdom towards the edge of it fascinating yeah exactly yeah it's very bronze age it's very you know it gives that type of it evokes those type of emotions do you think it predates the great flood could bacterium be a long lost civilization could its history go back farther who knows probably who knows maybe but i all i know is that as an afghan i love to claim alexander the great as my own i love to claim roxana and be like yeah that i'm hellenist like it's a nice cute little thing that only afghans could really do (laughs) <laughs> I feel like um, you should absolutely, yeah, you can trace your lineage back to Atlantis for sure. Yeah, exactly. I'm going and, straight to Hyperborea. Exactly. Go straight to that and <laughs> grab Alexander on the way. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I, you know, you mentioned F- this is a left turn, but I wanted to like brag, I guess, or ask a question about, <laughs> I guess, no, I, I don't know why I want to bring this up, but do you know who Ayman al-Zawahiri is? Have you heard of a 9-11 architect? I think um, for, I don't even know if he's actually Afghani. I really brought you here just to inquire about a lot of- I, am I, Is this a sting? <laughs> is this a sting? I'm sorry, I'm a thing. <laughs> Where were you on 9-11? I was in the just third, kidding. like start flexing my youth. <laughs> like I was in the third grade actually, so- Actually, my real my real question is: um, Is it unfair of me to describe you or brag that I have a gay Taliban on the program, or is that crossing a lot? I just want to be clear: If we're doing disclosures, I have I am not, nor have I ever claimed to be a Taliban. <laughs> it's not. I am just I am just their number one apologist among the whatever sphere of Twitter that I'm their number one apologist. I am here to do apologia on behalf of the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan love you know i love peace i hope for prosperity but yeah no i want you to use me as a thing use me as like a uh a body a queer body of color you know be like oh yeah i have an afghan call me gay even you know how i feel about that whole thing but like be like oh i have a gay afghan friend who says that we should normalize relations with the Taliban. You have my full license. Well, and honestly, I will, because I, this is not sponsored by the Chinese government, probably, <laughs> but let's just say it was, I know there's a lot of like uh, initiatives there. I think uh, what the Taliban is doing doesn't seem all that crazy. I didn't bring you to necessarily talk about it, but I, you've made some points that uh, online that resonate with sort of what I kind of um, makes sense to me that we brought a bunch of bullshit to Afghanistan that they're just trying to like, 
We, we the thing we, is, it, it, you can think it's crazy. You can, you can. I give you license. I give you permission. Think it's crazy. Be like, oh my god, that is so insane. I can never live like that. No one's asking you to, bitch. Yeah. I'm, we're telling you, it's not your country. Mind your business. Let the, <laughs> let other people on the other side of the planet live how they live. They know what they're doing. They're not backward savages. They don't need to be taught anything by you. And it's like, oh my god, women's rights, women's rights. What is a woman? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's play. Yeah. You have to know how to play the game. Bingo. Wow. You know? Wow. Well, you are, you are a, uh, I would say a teacher, a, a, a sage. I don't know. You do. You know <laughs> game, and I feel like I'm Basil and sage. <laughs> and it's ruthless. It's a ruthless game. And you are in a sense teaching uh, ruthlessness in some ways. I feel like and I, I need that. I'm a naive, stupid yes. person, unfortunately. And so trusting, but I do. And that's why I, I support the Taliban because I'm a naive <laughs> person who wants like every nation to do what it wants to do. And that's like a world, you know, a world uh-huh. is like a bunch of people doing the current thing. It's like a bunch of interesting places and exchanging ideas. The idea that they need to like stay in their own lane is crazy. That's not how cultures are made, but you know, that's neither. But it's very much about giving people the tools, the rhetorical tools, like the words that they need in order to say shit with their whole chest. Mm. So like, even to get back to what we want to talk about the whole, like we were talking, what we're going to talk about, I'm sure a little bit more, like Real Housewives, I've been watching the season with Ebony just to like refresh my mind. And I'm like, you need, people need to be more like Ramona where it's like the shit doesn't even affect you. It doesn't stick to you. And you need to have like the confidence to know like, Oh, this person will lie to my face and tell me that men can be women. I already know that type of person. I already know if I'm engaging with that type of person. So it's like, I'm not going to engage with you in good faith. I'm going to systematically dismantle all your talking points. I know you don't even, you've never even thought twice about, you know? Mm. Mm. I feel like Oprah, but you invent you vote Ramona, who is like the my Oprah, I guess, in a way. And I feel like she reminds me a bit of um Jennifer Bilek, who's this journalist who's also in a similar uh, vein, I guess, or covers a lot of this, uh, what she calls synthetic sex identities, I guess. But mm-hmm. she is a, a a tranny basher. Let's I don't know if that's the appropriate term for her, but she has really gone after the money, and I think it's fascinating. And she's yeah. exposed it, and she reminds me of Ramona and you, actually. There's a great intersection of uh identity. Yeah, no, I love I love a 11th hour blog I can't you know if you're if you're new to it and you don't really know if like if the only experience you have with gender ideology is like oh bathrooms and what you've seen on television she's like a great resource to be like oh no this has nothing to do with cross-dressers this has nothing to do with your cool trans friend this has nothing to do with anyone who thinks that they're whatever this has to do with the pharmaceutical industry and big tech and censorship and creating permanent customers for the pharmaceutical industry. And Jennifer Bilek is a great resource to like tick all the, the boxes to be like, I'm not a reporter. I'm not, no one's paying me, you know, it's like, mm. so it's like, I'm not here to like give you sources. Assume that what I'm telling you, I know I could, I could, if I wanted to go and fish sources, but it's like, I'm doing the rhetorical game and it's great for Jennifer Bilek to be like, here are, sources right there you know you speak in vibes which i think is i mean which i think is important uh and it's i so it, powerful it yeah it is powerful and i think because the jennifer black they by like she can run out there and do the the scribes like you know what i mean exactly the, you they have- will never speak to a person's heart and like their mind in the way that it's like oh no you are evil wash my hands you know it's like i don't need to there is a level of discourse where that's useful but that's not what we're doing on the internet. That's not what we're doing on the timeline. And that's what we're doing, not doing at the dinner party either. At yeah. the dinner party, I'm not being like, oh, look at this statistic and this statistic. I'm like, 
oh, you think it's normal to put men in a woman's prison because he says he's a woman? Like, that doesn't make sense to me, sweetie. Let's let's get the vibe check right, you know? Yeah, Who are you doing check. it for, me? The gay POC? Because you're not doing... I'm here telling you that it's not for me. So it's, how about we recalibrate? Let's recalibrate, you know? I want to ask you this. How, uh, you, like... The cool trans friend TM. That's kind of like a, a basal trope, maybe a little bit. Uh, tell me why that's not a defense. Tell me why I should, why proverbially I shouldn't have the uh, cool trans friend. Why is that? A the thing is, is like you can have your cool trans friend. First of all, no, trans is not a real thing. There's no, there's no such thing as a gender identity. So therefore, trans is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you have a friend who believes they're trans, whatever, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Because and people like to make this like make a caricature of me in which I'm like autistically spurging out at trans people and like that's not really the case like bring your trans friend around like I'll call her she and her and we'll be girlies and da 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 but once I start breaking it down saying listen sweetie Blair White you can dress however you want Blair you can do whatever you want to your body as an adult uh, that's not is that really my opinion I don't know I have opinions about plastic surgery and all that stuff but whatever you can do let let me be normal you know. You can do whatever you want with your body. But Blair White, you should not be allowed to change your sex on your on your license and your whatever, because that is where the rubber meets the road. That's the law. We're not going to include your delusions. We're not going to wrap our legal system around your delusions, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And trust me, it will not be Basil that is autistically spurging. It'll be your quote unquote cool trans friend who will spur the fuck out and be like, you're trying to genocide me. It's like, sweetie, that's all fake. Like, that's not really like, well, I don't know what to look that's it's the thing. exclusive like, to you, the genocide, anyway. Exactly. It's like every day Every day you wake up, there's a new genocide. Every day. Especially if you're Afghan. Oh, my God. Um, I feel like I think of the Michael Brooks quote a lot where he talks about being uh, ruthless ruthless with systems and, and gentle or kind with people. Um, I, I think it's, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about uh, yeah, this ideology being a system of, like, it's, it is separate from whoever your, your friend is. I went on that journey of like the cool trans friend and defending it uh, and was like, yeah, no. And when the biology rubber did hit the road, I got like burned by it. That's a whole other story. But like, been like I've been the, you know, and that's, and when I realized you can't, there's no way out of it. Once you're kind of burned by it, you, um, you don't don't get it out. I've never really had a cool trans friend, quote unquote, you know, TM. I've met trans people. I've spoken to trans people, whatever, but I go, I make it a point to try to avoid people who are clearly mentally ill exactly i'm sorry i was born in the 20th century i know what i remember what the normal world is like i see a fucking six foot tall man in a dress i'm not gonna be like hi sweetie can't can't, can't." like i'm not mm." but the thing is i'm sympathetic not to necessarily the cool trans friend i'm sympathetic to the people that the quote-unquote cool trans friend is holding hostage that's who my heart truly breaks for because it's the thing it's like say you and i are having a conversation we know men are men we know we're not pretending and what's this thing even they know men, we're not pretending to not know what men and women are. I feel bad that someone who has a cool trans friend then feels all this type of guilt where this person becomes a suicide bomber for the Judith Butler jihad. And it's like, <laughs> that that is not your problem. I, I mean, I understand I'm a very, I'm a Pisces. I'm a very empathetic person. Mm. I get it, but that's not my problem. And mm. You know, I early on when I went on Twitter to like really hold certain take sellers accountable, one of them specifically would be like, Oh, this is my cool trans friend. Just like another random take seller that they maybe met once or twice and was in like a same group chat with. But regardless, it's like 
that's a you problem. That's not a, I don't have to pretend mm-hmm. for you, you a person who I don't know's friend. <laughs> it's, it's all, all of that is with them. Uh, these like proverbial uh, imaginary people in the room that it's the person who's on the verge of suicide, the person on the verge of genocide. They're all not really there, but they could. Right. So you have to do these things. And then if you veer outside that, you're, you don't, what I love about your discourse, I guess, is that uh, you, what they do to us, which is like, if you just deviate slightly, you're in person, boom, you, we can't, we're not even going to argue with you. And when they won't even debate, it's because they have no facts, obviously, but they excommunicate, they shut down and you're kind of flipping it back on them with the facts, with the logic and with like the real discourse. And yeah. it's too hot for some to handle because they don't have anything to push back on it with. They have nothing. The thing is, it's like it's very much. It's kind of the whole point. It's that if someone's gonna is going to pretend in your face to not know what a man and woman is, you don't have to listen to them about anything. It's the most absurd link in the whole chain, right? And you could lie about any. You could kind of like mystify about any part. But if you, at the end of the day, have to pretend publicly that men can be women, et cetera, et cetera, you it's it, it tells you everything you need to know. So it's like, oh, I'm not going to engage with you in good faith. You're not engaging with me in good faith because you will stand here in my face and pretend to not know what a man is or a woman is, et cetera, you know? But, you know, the thing is, too, it's like, it's, I am not nice to take sellers, what I call take sellers. Mm -hmm. People who have a Patreon, I hope you have a Patreon, I hope you do well in the media market, like, do whatever you want, like, but, but uh, completely, it's the same thing, like, my cool transfer, it's like, uh, we're talking about a systemic thing, it's not like, if you are selling a take on Patreon, you have a YouTube, you have a this, you have a that, you're trying to get money through selling your takes, you, the reason you are pulling out your cool trans friend trap card, or you're using these different canards of like, why do you care? This is culture war, et cetera, et cetera, has nothing to do with anything that's exist- existing in real life. It has to do with the fact that you're protecting your access to the media market. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, cause it's, it, it's very pop. It's very lucrative to be a dissident. Okay. Mm-hmm. To be like, I am different from this main huge thing that's going on. But it's like, if you hold that kernel on, that's okay. You're holding on to the life raft. You're still like tethered onto the ship, you know, as it goes full steam ahead. That I think of uh, those that fake retarded podcast, blocked and reported, which is I, something I listen to a lot. They they're tethered to that. And it, what got me actually on that was um, I thought they did good reporting, but they want to be NPR and they're they're not. That still kind of rubbed me weird the wrong way. But I soldiered through until they got to like vaccine stuff and the way they like kind of just they couldn't see the one big thing. Like, that's right. another thing of um, basal trope, but it's like it's that the the blob they couldn't see it and they were like so disdainful. And that's kind of uh, an interesting common thing I think in that uh, media space anyway. But it was uh, really surprising to me. And then I started to see it, the whole thing. And I was like, they're they're tethered to the mothership still. They're right. pretending. It's a, it's a brand. It's just another lens to put on. It's counter-narrative. TM, you know, there's... It's exactly. Just another, it's another fucking fake thing. So I don't know what you do with all of that. But actually, you do, though, because you have like a... I don't know. If you, do you have like a party program? Are you... Is there anything I can... Um, subscribe to or would you talk about oh the the reason i'm wearing this is because i'm still working on uh editing the last episode of my limited series which is about my trip to afghanistan so yeah i mean if you want if you want to like learn more about like the thing is i how do i explain this i am not a take sell like i'm not no Mm -hmm. so it's like i came on to the internet like a year and a half ago just to like 
harass people who I thought might have been doing something differently. That I was like, oh, this is like a post-Bernie thing. Like, let's see where this goes. Like, these right-wing populists, these left-wing populists are talking to each other. This is like has potential. And I was like, oh, you all have this huge blind spot about how like the tranny question ties you to the one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um that's kind of like ran its course and then that kind of so but that like took a whole year and at the end of that year i was like wow i've had a crazy year on twitter let me like kind of memorialize what i've done or like what my positions are in this moment and that was where bear bactrian came out from and i was like okay well this is just a way of like different topics whether it's like the trans question or like you know uh the um Afghanistan or like I've I wanted to do one about race play but like that did not come up that I couldn't find the right person for that but if I if I ever find the right person I'll do an addendum but yeah that's what I would tell people that is fascinating um well I feel like you've had uh like a framework I would say like a master key almost like I it needs it needs I'm glad you're memorializing it or in yeah memorializing it uh immortalizing it really I think it's, <laughs> um I thank you fascinating um <laughs> I have so many questions. Uh, well, actually, so I, I don't know. Would you, could you recruit me? Is it possible to recruit me into Islam? That's one thing I'm kind of hoping that you could do. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious about it. Uh, not just because of Andrew Tate, but because like, I always ruled it out. Be like, I was like, oh, it's probably not for, for me, even though they, you know, they all simultaneously are gay and hate the gays in pretty much every religion, uh, which I love. I'm a big fan of just like, uh, I'm interested in, in these things. And, I'm more for uh, more shame, less pride thank you thank you that's probably more shame i become a kind of religious nut job over the last few years but there's no particular uh faith i guess i would say and i well i think actually islam well i have a whole cosmology we won't get into that but i do think islam is kind of like the uh i know it's like a breakaway in a sense because it's like an illuminated religion right like it's coming from somebody who's kind of like a prophet and his own it's i guess uh it's i guess almost a franchise like a spinoff it's its own universe in the like uh well to use the same basilism it's really all one thing i'm always like exactly i'm I'm always like i'm i'm always part like because i'm a muslim i'm like always partial to other abrahamic faiths like i never like I will critique like American Christianity TM, like that kind of Justin Bieber mega church type of Christianity, yeah. mm-hmm. but you will never hear out of my mouth like types of like like disparagement of like Christians as such or Jews as such. Cause I'm I'm like, no, we are all doing the same thing. We are just like mm-hmm. doing it differently. Like I'm very much like I do not disparage people of the book. But for that same on that same thing, I don't hold all religions to the same regard. Like I don't hold like you know, Wiccans and pagans and Hindus, like, sorry, it's like, I'm a Muslim. I do think these three are worshiping the right God and you the rest aren't. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, what I love also actually is that the religion is a musical. Like there's a whole, there's a song for the entire Quran. Is that true? Like the whole thing is a Well, song? the thing is, even when, even when Jews read the Torah, they do it rhythmically. Mm-hmm. So it's like all those, it's very like, uh, it helps with something that's like super long, to have it like set to rhythm so yeah it's a very melodic if you there's so many stories of uh converts and honestly if you want to convert like i'm not the person to convert you (laughs) i'm absolutely not going to dissuade you because islam is a very uh proselytizing religion we're always happy to take more people and already you you look kind of half the part you know know, my dad was a cop i should have probably pursued a similar if you said your name was ahmed or something like that i would believe it so it's like and that's the thing it's like muslims love a convert 
if you are a white, blonde hair, blue-eyed convert, and you just start saying like random basic things like, did you know there's five pillars of Islam? You will be the most TikTok famous person because these like <laughs> white worshiping Arabs will like be like, oh my God, they're white Muslim. It's like, yeah, have you ever been to Albania? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I you know I am married, but I think if I convert, I could probably have multiple husbands and find a sultan. Oh my God! Please don't uh, get me in. Don't get me in trouble. Don't get me. In no, trouble, no, 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 I will not. I will not. No, I'll. I'll uh, if you could, yeah. if you get, if you convert. You guys will be nice platonic roommates. Of do course. Not... So my husband always wants to go to Abu Abu Dhabi. No, I almost mm-hmm. said Abu Dhabi. That was that would be a really strange place to go. I would actually be fascinated. Is there a memorial? They, there should be a memorial there. But um, Dubai, the, the great, the greatest race play center that ever has been. Created oh my god, that is okay. Abu Ghraib is a it's trauma culture. That was I think that I from the jump thought that was that like, shit fucked me up because I was very young. I was like in yes. fifth grade, sixth grade. That really, uh, it really felt very traumatic. And not to be like a faggot about it, but no, like, it felt very like. And maybe that's why I have a race play fetish today. Like, if we're going to psychoanalyze it, like. <laughs> it was a dark, That I feel like those period, those years, I was just talking about this, were the, that was dark. That was like satanic years, like 2004 to 2006 in particular. Very dark time for the world and this country. Uh, it was, it, a lot happened. Katrina happened, Abergrave happened. There was a, a series of traumas that were like kind of post 9-11, but kind of instilled this like ritual uh, repetition of trauma that we like now yeah. are just like numb to we think we're in, numb the, to. in the same way that covid kind of ushered in a new world obviously Ooh. 9-11 ushered in a, a world pre- previous to that but because i was born in the early 90s i grew up in that cur- that that current new world so it's like it really did set up its own type of like i don't mind it i wish we, f- fuck it i wish we could go fucking back a bit taking parents to now i'm like actually no the thing is Afghans and Muslims, I feel so much more. I don't know, like not accepted because that's not the right word. I don't. It's 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 a good time to be an illiberal Muslim, a, a religious person, really. But it's like it's much easier now because it's like 2010, even you cannot be like, oh, I am sympathizing with the Taliban, and I give so much credit. To the people who, from two thousand one on, were like, "No, this occupation is what is 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 an occupation. This is a puppet regime. Like the resistance to it is is just." Obviously, I was a child, um, but you know, it's like that was hard then, mm-hmm. and I th- now it's like it's not as hard as though it's uh, even though it's like yeah, I get a lot of shit for it. It's like it's not as hard as it was back then. It's true. People understand liberalism is fake and gay. That is true. I think that cultural export, it's worn, um, it's really worn thin, I guess. And I, yeah, I don't know. I feel, yeah, all of it's really, it's really dark. And I, going back to like the religion piece for a second, I feel like the, these ostensible religions, these, these Abrahamic faiths, uh, like the, I feel like there's really one kind of religion that's behind it. And I think the one big thing opposes that one religion and those kind of like outward things, they're important, but they're kind of run by the one big thing, you know, at the end of the day, there's like this real dichotomy, I guess. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I think, I feel like I've stumbled on something like horrific and evil. Well, and big. <laughs> so the thing like, that I want to caution you against, right. Yeah. Is that is getting the mud, the waters muddied about what the one thing is. Cause hmm. the one thing really is a very specific thing. It's a coalition between, you know, certain industries, tech, finance, pharma, defense, 
PMC people lump in. And that's really what the one thing is. And it's like, yes, are they, it, it's, I 100% agree with you. They are totally animated by uh, a despise, like a, they despise faith. They despise life. They despise God. They despise all of it. But the reason that they're doing it is not that. The reason that they're doing it is because it's just, capitalism has always hated patriarchy. It always replaces the thing before it, you know? That's why it's like, um, these like social people who call themselves socialists who want to abolish the family, mm-hmm. they are socialists, they're utopian socialists. But what they're doing is they're like good socialists, they're wiping away the last vestiges of like pre industrial society, they're breaking up the family because the family is like a non transactional type of social arrangement. Mm-hmm. So it's like the capital is always going to want to increase capital for itself. And also do away with any type of resistance to itself, which is what preceded it, which is like patriarchy and family and God and all of that stuff. Mm. Do you think the one big thing might predate capitalism, though? Because that's where I starting to go a little nuts. It's like it's it's maybe not in an unbroken thread per se, but it's a spiritual impulse. The one big thing almost that like at least it's, it's like a historical energy. Like this is all yeah. like it's it's dialectical materialism. It's historical, whatever, whatever, whatever. All that Marx stuff. That's what it is. That like Hegelian dialectic, blah 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 blah. That's what it is. It's always adva- It's like pushing the history and forward. You know, intergalactic. Because well, anyway, space is fake. <laughs> space is not even real. Space is fake, but well, yeah, space is fake. To a, I think space is misunderstood. Actually, I wouldn't say space is fake. I think we have a poor perception. The firmament is real. I'll go with that one though for sure. Right. I don't think we quite understand. I think we're being like, like those. Like it's kind of like the DMT trolls. You know, <laughs> it's like oh, they're real, but they're like jinn. It's it, like as people call them demons. I think they're jinn. That's interesting. Uh, elaborate on the difference. Like, uh, demon is not really a concept in Islam. Like, we don't really have demons per se. There's just, in Islam, there's three types of beings. There's humans, or sentient beings. Humans, uh, angels, and jinn. And okay. jinn are, like, are, predate humanity. And they can, you know, be good. They could be benevolent. They could be, they're like, nor, they're like uh, they have free will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what... Christians would call demons, we would call like a malevolent jinn. Okay. Or so like they have an angel, even like a, a, well, an angel can't, well, we, in our theology, an angel can't be malevolent because um, angels don't have free will. They do exactly what they do. They are directly controlled by God. So it's like, that's just like a little like nuances between the religions, you know? That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I, Okay, so dark jinn or a reverse jinn, they almost seem to me, they are like uh, kind of copacetic with elves to a degree, but they're also yeah. like, do you think sometimes these things uh, are maybe real things that just uh, we, our brains don't know what to make of them. So they kind of culturally in, uh, are perceived in different ways uh, and are seen like literally through the eyes as like, as a jinn in one time as an elf in another place. Yeah, like I totally like it because it kind of goes into like, I totally believe in like um a shared kind of subconscious that transcends culture, like mm-hmm. where these, these archetypes that pop up in different cultures because they relate to some sort of like shared human subconsciousness that like permeates all of us and all of our cultures. Like that's like, I haven't actually read Jung. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a pseudo intellectual. I'm not, an, I don't claim to be an intellectual. No. I don't claim to be smart. I don't claim to 
be anything like I don't claim to, like uh, yes the tr the the tranny question as a litmus test is a skeleton key like you, you called called it earlier like it's a skeleton key to kind of like putting yeah. on the, the they live glasses <laughs> yes I'm I'm not the first person to think of that I'm not the first person but like I'm just here to tell you this you know I'm not here to be no but that's okay you're you're an intuitive I think in a sense like where you uh, you come you defined your own kind of key and your framework but that doesn't mean it's any less uh, valuable than like Heidegger like what the fuck is he even talking about so it's kind of like you have your way and it's uh if other people can use that then that's that's powerful I think it's something that's accessible and that like um that puts you on have to angelhood I guess like maybe Christian angelhood not the god computer thing you were just describing which yeah. also, I kind of think I don't know I just think all of this stuff is both it's all true and it's all kind of like weird um and you mentioned wait so you mentioned archetype oh sorry were you gonna say something oh no I was gonna say because some things are just true beyond whether like the facts or like they are objective factual some things are true beyond that and it's like I think that's kind of like what you were describing where it's like that is true on a more like meta sense where it's like I don't need to have it hammered out as to what a how a goes to b goes to c it's true in that in a bigger sense exactly it's more real than true it I would say it's more true than real because I think more, more true than real, think, yeah, something like that. I think reality, like it's it's a it, reality is a hoax, but like truth yeah. is eternal. And I think you have uh, you've stumbled onto some truth, and you're sharing your knowledge with the uh, with the I don't know what the, with the group. I hope never takes a name because I think naming things is stupid and like right. leads to being branded and uh, corporatized and infiltrated. But um, I think um, I'm just all for empowering illib illiberalism interesting i don't think i don't think it should have a name i don't think it needs to be a political movement i don't think it is a political movement if if it ever became one sure give it a name but i am for pushing illiberalism a of being okay mm. um standing outside of a liberal framework and i'm not saying completely like do away with private property and all this stuff and like i'm saying be comfortable accepting that liberalism is not going to solve every question and every point in the world like it, it's a historically mm -hmm. unique moment just like 20th century fascism is like a unique thing that happened given the conditions liberalism is a unique thing given the conditions it's not a panacea for everything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a transcendent values i guess that are more important than it. I, all these ideologies are so people yeah. just want to belong to literally find god like stop joining like church of marxism church of like right EI, like all of this stuff it's really it's exhausting because at least like when people are religious fanatics at least the taliban we know why they are the taliban they right. like a radical commitment to god and so they have to sometimes they didn't even really do anything that bad actually like we always implicate them in 9-11 they didn't do anything they didn't do 9-11 yeah they just well, didn't yeah. do it and mm -hmm. like the yeah no if anyone is listening to this doesn't know like the whole like basically it's like oh they harbored bin laden no they offered george the bush administration three times oh they offered him bin laden like they wanted they just wanted to get like assurances etc mm -hmm. etc like they had nothing to do with 9-11 like the whole occupation was the way ukraine is we all understand ukraine is a money funneling money funneling system for the defense industry that's mm -hmm. what the past 20 years in afghanistan was Everything you heard about, like nation building, women's rights, et cetera, et cetera, is all baloney. Um, anyone who's concerned about the meme of women and girls, that's all baloney. Like, I want, I, I need people to take a look at where feminism and liberalism has led them in the West to where now their daughters are told to become prostitutes on OnlyFans and their sons are getting boob jobs. Mm -hmm. And maybe, 
just humble themselves when it comes to them then enforcing the premises of everything that got them there onto a population on the other side of the planet at gunpoint, you know? Ding, ding, ding. Yes, I know. And I figure this actually, we can say actually into Housewives from that position, ironically, because I uh, I can I have a dovetail on that one, because that's really what happened to Housewives is that cultural export of uh, like shit lib, whatever you want to call it, like a PMC value system of like uh, HR values and um, woke culture, I guess. I hate saying it because it's stupid, but whatever. Yeah. They imposed that like they came. So originally Housewives was once a time, part of time, a very trashy show and it was looked down on. And, you know, there was there was a time where like yeah everything wasn't so liberal like it wasn't so like it wasn't such a monoculture like it was but it wasn't quite to this degree where you saw everything those oc girls are republicans those early oc are all republicans and it was not i mean bravo was like it was not even a question it was not even brought up it was on a topic oh no no it was like and there was it was like (laughs) vicky gumbelson is like a she's a crazy republican they're all crazy they were very religious on the show as well i mean that was the appeal for i think a lot of the viewers was that they were uh kind of trashy Jesus, and glitches, Jesus like they, jugs yeah, G- Alexa, Alexa. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like over time like the show got picked up I think because it was a, on a gay network or a network mm-hmm. with a gay audience the, the show was looked down on I, I remember when it came out like I watched so people who like I love to look for beauty and purity in the trash like that's out there and I love to like scour for it and when you find it it's great and people like that appreciated the show and I think eventually like you know the the tastemakers, the liberals, and the PMC discovered it, and they still hated themselves for watching it, though, I feel like, and that, I don't know, I just feel like they came in there, they, literally, they are the colonizers, which is the hugest job, yes, go on. No, I was gonna say, because the thing that kind of precipitated that was, precipitated? Whatever. The thing that kind of facilitated that was um, the fact that because it's marketed to gays, you had all these gays in Hollywood, like you had Ryan Murphy's and all these people who really liked people like NeNe Leakes, because like that kind of NeNe Leakes going on Glee moment Mm -hmm. I think was where Mm -hmm. it kind of took mm-hmm. a turn because you had all these people in Hollywood who were like oh I love Housewives because I love me Nini. Nini is one of my favorites as well I have to say like um I love a Nini I love a Luann mm-hmm. I love you know I love Erica you know I love them. Uh, I love the, I, I love them all those, I... those are probably my top three are probably Nini um Luann and Erica Okay, I love okay. I know, top three is hard, but I love Kenya Moore. She, I just, oh, yes. I love Kenya. I yeah. love up until recently, I loved Sonia Morgan, but it was a, such a tragic. Uh, she's such a see. This is the thing. They're not just they're not just women. I call them characters. They they are roles for women that you don't see. Like all the stuff that like these feminists really want. This show is providing. Like and they're 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 basically archetypes. They're like they're all archetypes like... exactly exactly, and they're 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 larger than they're transcending representation in a way like where it's like representation so stupid and ugly because it's just like doing it for the sake of doing it whereas they are living lives it's mediated of course it's not like a documentary or whatever which mm. documents are so fake everybody like should know that but anyway they are uh somewhat based in real psyche real personas and over right. time, you start to know them better than they know themselves it's crazy yeah. You can and these people have real character arcs. When you follow someone for two, three, four, five, seven years, these people have real characters, and it really, I, I love. You don't have to preach exactly. to me about, you know, it's like exactly. I think, I think, I, I, I haven't thought about it, but until I said it, but it was like, I think that whole Nini going on Glee really did mark a shift because before then. 
they're really it was like you were describing where it's like politics is not even a thing it was this was trash tv this is about women you know talking about their uh, you know relationships and their how much money they spend etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. but i want i wonder what year that was because it was like it had to have been after the recession because i remember the recession kind of like was ubiquitous throughout the whole like housewives franchises because so many yeah. of them so so many of them their money was tied up in like flipping houses and mortgage deals. Like, yeah, they're, they're all criminals. They're all criminals. That's why they are. It's it's a little questionable that they it, they go on the show to begin with when they're running clear operations. But uh, I think you are right about this uh, turning point. And I there was this um, podcast where there is called Bitch Sesh that's like a popular fan podcast of the Housewives. It's like Casey Wilson, an actress from Hollywood. They're, they're comedians. So it's like a funny show. They're super coastal lib- type ladies. Uh, but they brought like kind of a sophisticated critique, I guess I'd say. They they. It as theater essentially and they like this was around 2016 20 i think the show 2015 and i feel like that um site also they, they were their whole thing was like we're garbage people and it was like kind of like their ironic kind of position it was like we're garbage people for watching this which reflected this like disdain that they're like still it's very dirtbaggy it's very how the dirtbag left was at that moment in that 2016 moment exactly and even even that whole 2016 moment was another shift in the bravo universe because especially i remember new york city housewives was on at that moment and it was very much Carol Radziger being an insane woman about the election. And I remember it being kind of like pressed upon everyone, and especially because it's like, like we were saying earlier, like so many of these women are just like regular normie Republicans. Mm-hmm. And that it became like a weird thing because so many of the, so much of the audience are young girls and gay men who are retards. Uh, <laughs> so it was like oh my god i thought vicky gundelson was blm i was gonna be down for blm when that happened but it's like are you retarded like yes delusional so you're hinting that's another piece that i think that audience brought to bravo was a complete delusional psychosis like i think the stanification kind of everything started over that decade where stan culture and this i and it wasn't limited everyone talks about stands like it's just pop singers like sports fans like every it's all kayfabe kayfabe i don't know kayfabe kayfabe it's all fucking bullshit right it's like a yeah. big big joke and so people but people get into that so you love the flame like i was a veteran of these like forum wars i watched the whole 2016 thing play out through like the lens of a huge facebook group that was it was a wild time uh and i think it showed though that there was a real dichotomy in the audience there was this uh, central central heartland kind of audience and this coastal or you know quote-unquote coastal audience and i think you're right 2016 was another another shift and carol's her spiral we really just watched them all go kind of crazy i guess like yeah one one. and i i like that you keep using coastal because it makes me think because it's like thing is it's coastal is not you you acknowledge it yourself it's like coastal is not the right word but it's like people who sympathize with the coastals and it's like it's exactly. like in a way it's like Charleston North Carolina is not coastal. You know, uh Chicago Illinois is not coastal. You know, uh Boise Idaho is not coastal, but every single capital city in every single one of these states are coastal in their sympathies in their, you know, in the way that they signal their cosmopolitanism. Because mm-hmm. it's all popped out from New York and Los Angeles. So it's exactly. brainwashing central. It's like, it's all coming. Well, Why do you think every single person who wants to sell you a take is from New York, D.C., Los Angeles? Right. Because mm-hmm. well, that's where the media markets are. <laughs> that's a whole topic because I, yeah, you mentioned Patreon before. And it's like, no, I don't have a Patreon. I'm a, unfortunately, I'm a real person who is just mandated by the heavens is like my tagline i guess i'm developing but like i truly am i actually really am but yeah to just go and fight 
to fight this big thing because I think I am starting to understand it in ways that moved me to uh, a spiritual calling to come and reach out to gay Taliban to ask them on podcasts to talk about these important topics is this housewives it's an emblem the housewives are an emblem for America's soul I feel like really but also what happened to them I feel like um and the whole <laughs> everything up through the like uh, ebony all of that it's just a real metaphor for america yeah the fact that it's like a kind of zombie institution that is you know existing as a parody of itself very i think really Mm -hmm. speaks to where we are now it kind of feels like we're in this 2016 or want like wants to be 2016 is like trying to capture that lightning in a bottle it's like Mm -hmm. that's how it kind of feels the spirit kind of feels uh like a zombie it feels like it's not quite there that's pretending to be what it used to be and it's just mm-hmm. not but also i feel the i felt the, it's so funny that you said that because i felt the exact same way when i came on the internet a year and a half ago two years ago i was, I was like i described it, i was like i felt like i was a man i felt like i had the zeal of a man with a message mm-hmm. you know and that's why it's like now i don't even feel that anymore and now i kind of just like floating on the discourse and like as a specter like they'd be like hello remember the fact that if a person's like <laughs> if a person believes trans is real you can't trust them you know you've ascended i think uh you are, were a man with you are a man with the message you think you have it i think i have a whole theory about 2021 and uh some kind of telegraph some kind of cosmic test pattern some kind of signal went out and like motivated a group of people around the summer of 2021 and it's a lot of people in this kind of weird unnamed network that we know and i think a lot of it's obviously a reaction to the fucked up booster all the vaccine bullshit that was going on at the time and the covid insanity which persists so i like to remind everyone the emergency is still going but uh something moved people you're i i absolutely believe that you are uh mandated by heaven as well to do what you're doing and you've succeeded already because like if you feel like that's the case that you don't have that compelling feeling i don't think it's because you're not any longer compelled by heaven i think your spirit is now in another place and it's it's waiting you're just waiting for us to get there I appreciate that. It's just, it's, it really, it's just, it was, it was kind of, I had a, a discreet kind of goal, which was like, I need to get to these five or six people who are selling takes that I listen to and to get the message in front of them. Because if I get the message in front of them and they do what they do, it'll at least be on the record, you know? And now it's like, that's kind of the done. And the post left when, that existed when I first started does not exist today. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Thank God. Yeah, no, thank God. It's wonderful. What's the amen of Islam? (laughs) Um, Amin. Amin. Oh, I like that. You're selling me already. Okay, sorry, go on. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, like that doesn't exist anymore. So it's kind of just like, I want to facilitate in any kind of way. My main thing is like, I really want to facilitate, you know, normalizing for people who have no connection to Afghanistan to be like, hi, hello. You remember me, Basil? Yeah, I remember. I'm also Afghan. Please, um, be comfortable saying in a room full of cosmopolitan professional liberals that actually the Taliban are are fine and you want to just let them, you want to unsanction them, you know, like you want to normalize relations. Beyond that, I'm just kind of like existing now. I'm just like, well, a you, did, you did, you, I mean, it's, I think it's, you should enjoy. It. I mean, I wish you could be compensated financially for it. That's not the, you're spiritually compensated, is what I would say. I will say, something like this even just this conversation or like when a person just constant will will just like tag me in something whether it's like about the tranny question whether it's about afghanistan whether it's about race play that makes me feel so good it really does it makes me feel like oh shit like i'm not just screaming into the void someone did hear that someone did 
get something from it. And it really, it's like there's this this clip of this uh, Asian woman who was like kept going viral a couple of years ago. She's just sitting in her car. And she's like, I just want to be appreciated. And I'm like, that's kind of how I feel. And like when when I hear you say something like that, or when I hear like when someone tags me in something, I'm like I've had multiple people come up to me like, oh yeah, I was going by they then until I was like uh, encountered you, and then like I was very uh, uh, like defensive about what you were saying and then like now i realize like it's all fake and gay i'm like oh that's fucking amazing like i i don't know i have a real job i don't need to have a media career (laughs) what about like a uh intervention is like could people hire you and you come to their because i just was thinking oh my god i I worry about it like could you talk to a nine-year-old niece of mine maybe just uh, proactively uh, oh it's keep me away honestly i hate kids keep me away You've done your heavenly mandate. You've done it already. Uh, but I do think what you're talking about influence a little bit. I think uh, it's interesting because the screaming into a void that's engineered. They want us to feel like we're at screaming to a void. They we know know they're they have their fingers on the buttons. I I and yeah. I think it's scary and personal at times. So it's like whatever. I'm just gonna whatever. I, I'm I'm in accordance with the law. I'm going forward. We cannot be like stifled. And it's like the screaming of the voice isn't real because I don't think that's how it works. I think information works in ways we don't understand. I think, I think just having this conversation, if five people hear it, if 50 people hear it, it's happened and it's real and it's going to affect the world. Two of my episodes just this week on the second, the second one hit over a thousand views. Oh, amazing. And I only did nine and I'm, and I, and I'm going to do the 10th right. and that's going to be it. But I'm like, Altogether across YouTube and the podcast, it has like over 7,000 views and listens. And it's like, Less. that's, you know, whatever it is, it yes. wasn't nothing. You know, someone, I just hope that at least one person, because honestly, even more than the training stuff, because even though the training stuff is like super, super useful in like this political discursive space that we're in, the thing that's closer to my heart is obviously Afghanistan. Mm. And if I, if I could just think of like one person who is like, oh, right right it's not my country why should i care we should help those people da, da, da. that it would mean so much to me so it's like that's so much more important it's like that's things like i was doing i view the first year and a half of the whole tranny thing of the whole inquisition that was a public service i'm happy i did it i have no regrets i did it as a public service to these people many of them are better off for it some of them have debted me for it but it is what it is it is what it is you 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 were you were compelled to wake. There's people who are, uh, I hate the word awaken. I, I think KB Goldtooth, this guy, that guy on Twitter, he uh, kind of set me straight on that term, but there, you did, you shook people awake. Um, and I think there's, there's so much. <laughs> you, I, Afghanistan, I wanted to say this. I think it's interesting that, I don't know, this is like my made up spiritual vision that the world changed. Something happened in 2021, but Afghanistan, US fell in Afghanistan. That felt money. That was that was crazy huge. I think, I don't know. You know, let me tell you, Lenin said, and I say this all the time, and it betrays the fact that I'm like still a Marxist or whatever, like I'm whatever. It's Lenin whole- said, there are decades in which nothing happens, and there are weeks in which decades happen. And Afghanistan is a wonderful example of that. In mm-hmm. June of in June of 2021, I was tweeting optimistically, like, oh, maybe like in six months this will all be over, and like they'll pull up. There were still people writing at the Atlantic. Uh, I think David from other people who were saying like, we have to be in Afghanistan for a hundred years. Like the British were in, in India, oh. you know? And then all of a sudden in the middle of August, the world, the world turns upside down and it's completely different. And it's mm-hmm. just because it is. And it's just like, you, it's a thing that like, you know, it's like, don't never kill yourself. Cause something retarded could happen. Like that type <laughs> of shit. Like, you know, it's like, 
you never know and it's that's why i'm like i'm glad even i'm glad to have like been able to say anything because hopefully it pushes things in a direction that i think is good amen the energy is uh contagious it's like there's a something about the mimetic you know property there is something and and magic is real it will affect people in the way that it needs it will affect them but it's uh it's a chain reaction um and i feel like afghanistan whatever that was that uh, maybe it was allah and maybe i should convert you you didn't say that but i'm intuiting that in between the lines and i'm gonna look into it i I love a musical i mean there's not really a lot of songs of christianity there are they're boring thinks i'm trying to dissuade somebody from converting that's not the case if you want to convert we're happy to have you muslims love converts but i always feel that it's because we are abrahamic religions are worshiping the same god i always think it's best for a person on the individual level to stick with the symbols and stories and phrases that they're comfortable that they grew up with so for example we're all worshiping the god of abraham the way i grew up with it around it was to say things like you know oh something's gonna happen tomorrow say inshallah oh something good happened say mashallah things things like that those types of symbols where it's like oh we don't call it the story of lot and his people we call it the story of loot like i'm familiar with the stories the symbols the whatever the symbology of being a muslim i love you know um the you know, ritual and ostentatiousness of like Catholicism or Eastern Orthodoxy. But the thing is, it's like they're just doing different symbols and signs and story for the same exact religion. So it's like, why not just stick to what you are most comfortable with? You know, mm-hmm. it's like if you grew up Catholic, try going to a Catholic before you convert to a different religion. Try your try the religion of your forefathers first, you know, and then if you don't like it, then, mm-hmm. then convert. Mm-hmm. I think people, uh, People who penetrate the ostensible veneer of their religion to the, get to the heart of it end up in the same place, regardless. And I think uh, people who stick to the symbolic and only the the ritual and right. the aspects end up in kind of the same place, unfortunately. Exactly. And I think, um, yeah, that was that was so beautifully beautifully said. Um, you know, please, uh, if any Afghan or Muslim hears this and thinks I'm trying to dissuade somebody from converting, that's not the case. If you want to convert, we're happy to have you. Muslims love converts. But I always feel that it's because we are Abrahamic religions are worshiping the same God. I always think it's best for a person on the individual level to stick with the symbols and stories and phrases that they're comfortable that they grew up with. 
Right. So, for example, we're all worshiping the God of Abraham. The way I grew up with it around it was to say things like, you know, oh, something's going to happen tomorrow, say inshallah. Oh, something good happened, say mashallah. Things, mm. things like that. Those types of symbols where it's like, oh, we don't call it the story of Lot and his people. We call it the story of Lut. Like, mm-hmm. it's, we, I'm familiar with the stories, the symbols, the whatever, the symbology of being a Muslim. Mm. I love, you know, um, the you know, ritual and ostentatiousness of like Catholicism or Eastern Orthodoxy. But the thing is, it's like, they're just doing different symbols and signs and story for the same exact religion. So it's like, why not just stick to what you are most comfortable with? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, if you grew up Catholic, try going to a Catholic before you convert to a different religion, try your, try the religion of your forefathers first, you know? And then if you don't like it, then then convert. Mm -hmm. I think people, uh, People who penetrate the ostensible veneer of their religion to the, get to the heart of it end up in the same place, regardless. And I think uh, people who stick to the symbolic and only the the ritual and right. the aspects end up in kind of the same place, unfortunately. Exactly. And I think, um, yeah, that was that was so beautifully beautifully said. Um, basically, but that being said, if you want to convert, please. Well, I will... Funny, like I, oh my gosh, when I was growing up, like uh, there's a really famous mosque actually in my hometown where Iman al Wasawahiri traveled actually before. 9-11 it was kind of a controversial thing and visited um, actually this uh muslim community association anyway this really beautiful uh mosque around which actually the, it used to be a church they bought it converted to a mosque and that's when i kind of started to learn about islam even before 9-11 and i remember thinking like at one point i was like i am going to convert just so i can get a fucking parking space in this neighborhood on fridays again it was <laughs> ridiculous yeah uh, but you know it was it, it was interesting actually because it was um well, the Bay Area is just like that was growing up in the Bay Area. You're just around, uh, you're around a lot of just cultures because people don't assimilate here. It's I, maybe I don't know if it's different other places, but it's, it was uh, it was fascinating. It was a fascinating time. It did feel like an invasion in a sense because it was like out of nowhere. Um, they, the, but I think there was a political connection to this. And I think um, what's that care C A I R? They were yeah yeah. So it's and the Silicon Valley is where we're talking. So let's just put that in the context. So it's not people that which goes to the thing which people will say like oh it's a uh, you know I could see how people were very paranoid about muslims after 9-11 or jews nowadays is the fun cool thing to say i guess but uh, ultimately it's like i think it's just dangerous to misplace things on one group right yes. behind behind these yes. groups that's i'm not going to clutch my pearls over anything i'm um like i said i'm muslim i'm a marxist i don't be- i'm that's the thing I, i'm like i'm always like sorry to my right-wing friends i'm not actually racist i just i don't worship uh minorities i don't worship the black trans bussy seller but that's not the same thing as being a racist. It's like, <sighs> right. I, but the thing is, I'm also not going to clutch my pearls. I'm not going to tell my plate. It's like, it's, I'm okay with that. I can deal with racist being quote unquote racist more than I could deal with the racism that comes from anti-racist that I can't <laughs> handle because the racism that comes from anti-racist is directly connected. There's actually no degrees of separation between that kind of racism and like my HR department and the the Democratic Party versus the kind of benign racism that comes from right-wing people where it's like, oh yeah, you're going to call me like whatever, a Mohammedan Sar- Saracen or whatever. But it's like, you are not allowed in any type of institution speaking that way. You're not, you're not, you're not anywhere near the levers of power. I can actually enjoy it. It's, it's funny. Make all the 13, what is it? Uh, 1355 jokes, 1360 jokes. Oh, like, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. Statistics. Yes. Yeah. I, 
Based maybe the statistics are the fucking statistics. I don't know what to fucking tell you. I don't know what to fucking tell. Why do you want me to be offended on behalf of some minority group that's not me about the fucking fact of the statistics about their own criminality? Not my fucking problem. Same thing with homosexuals. Like I don't. I am not gay. I am not. No. I don't have a sexual identity. I, I'm. I'm celibate going on a year now, hunty. Okay, no sins for me. Um, you, you no wonder you're so close to God. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like I'm not going to clutch my pearls about the statistics about homosexual men either. But it's right. like men get very. It's like yeah, no, I don't think gays should adopt. Sorry, I so, so I, I didn't make the statistics up. I got a little trouble for saying that, and I don't. It, why did you become gay then, if you wanted to have a like a picket fence? I mean, I don't understand the um, creation of sodomy as an alternative lifestyle that has to ape in like a very crude, mimicry type of way normal normal societal parries it's like the whole fucking point is that you're transgressive that you are fringe it's like going down to the docks going down to the fucking leather club like why do you want to have a fucking two and a half kids in a white picket fence like exactly gross you're weird for that it is weird fuck Pete Buttigieg and his weird black children by the way and I think that and then and what you're describing about the docks and the peers and the real what I call the real trannies the real girls the real gays the real time when it was like I mean it wasn't even that long ago but let's say like an early 80s like New York is a period of time I'm, I'm really fascinated by it was it was I keep joking and saying like we need to keep the homosexual population of the world under 500,000 but I'm not really joking I think there's a there is a demonic kind of almost energy to it but it can be responsibly channeled I would say there should be in society less than five people that the society can say oh that is a confirmed homosexual like you know how like in the 60s or 70s it's like yeah no there were gay people everywhere but it was like are you gonna put a fucking you know the most flamboyant man on the in the world on television but he wasn't like i didn't know who he was fucking it was not assumed that i knew he was fucking it was just like it wasn't a part of that. It wasn't a part of that identity. Liberace didn't matter. Like all those kinds of identities. That wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. But, a, it wasn't about oh, Stonewall. Oh, Stonewall. It does become an identity because there are benefits to claiming it. You get legal protections. You get state mm-hmm. disbursements. You get after the AIDS crisis, baby. In this city over here, if you have AIDS, they just pay your rent. That's an incentive. That was I was actually ranting about this in an un, uh, un, yet to be unaired podcast about that we get free rent here for being uh, trans. You don't get it. You have to apply. And I'm like, and or if you're a black woman, which they also pay them to keep their kids, which I think is anyway. Um, that's a separate topic. There's so much to unpack there. Well, it's there all, is all so this much to unpack. This like it's just this. It's like, all one thing. It's it, all it's, one thing, and it's it's pretty gross. Um, but I guess <laughs> I I guess what is interesting though it keeps you from being. I think, uh, or people like you and me from being like right wing, quote unquote, is that we do uh, detect those nuances. Like you said, that you are still like identify as Marxist, which uh, these purity tests, how you're not clutching your pearls. Like I think uh, there's a lot of pearl clutching on these like fake right wing people who are just as liberal as the fake left wing people. Uh, There are no wings anyway. It's all just brands. That's the thing. It's like, there's no right wing. It's there's the left wing and the right wing of the single corporate uniparty. I say there's the left, including the GOP left, like a Mitt Romney or a Liz Cheney or, uh, you know, whatever. Those are all leftists. They're just in the Republican Party. There's a minuscule anti-left 
that I like to consider myself maybe spiritually a part of people like Chris Rufo and those types of, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's a whole bunch of just like right-wing liberals who end up just, you know, play their role as the rear guard where it's like they in 2022 mm-hmm. are, or 2023, whatever fucking year it is, <laughs> are doing the same shit. The Vanguard was in 2015 and 16 with things like mm-hmm. me too. And they're like, you're in 2023, me mm-hmm. tooing people on the right. What the fuck are you doing? What they're doing is exactly what they always do, which is play the rear guard to the left's vanguard. Exactly. Oh, exactly. And it's so apparent to so many people now, I think, that that's what's going on. And you hear this term uniparty thrown about. And it's there is a there is an astroturfed dissidence, and I think that's going off, or counter-narrative, I call it, you know, TM. But there is a genuine impulse. There's a genuine energy out there, and it's scary because it can be exploited. But I think people are actually kind of like, when new, when new psyops drop, people are kind of like hip to it like really quickly and i think are uh, less trusting of the of the narrative is and the counter narrative even to a certain degree it's 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 hard because it depends on people like to say like twitter isn't real etc etc it depends on how proximate you are to twitter it's like it, it's yeah lots of people on twitter are hip to psyops when they drop but then it's like something like whether it's two days later a week later two weeks later i'll hear those psyops being repeated to me by my friends and it's just kind of like how did this get how did this get to you you know it's like it's just like how i'm always fascinated by the path that it takes mm-hmm. to where it's like and the thing is my friends 99% of the time also resist the psyop in the same way they're like oh this is obviously bullshit but i'm like how did it get so far down the stream that like it, it's it's really fascinating to me and it, it, it's sad cuz it's like, like i i think of like the people who I know are smart that are my friends who I don't see often, I'm like, huh, I wonder if, I hope you're, you know, got your hackles up enough to be able to sniff this shit out as it's happening as well, you know? Mm-hmm. I might have lost, wait, am I still present? I'm going to turn my camera off for a sec. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. I know, I think I might have a bad connection for a second. We're back. Um, Yes. Sorry, that caused me to derail me of my train of thought. I had I, we can wrap up in just a moment or two. Uh, I just wanted to, yeah, that was all. That was that was powerful. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You give me some hope. I will say. I think I feel like something is happening that is like that. They that the big thing knows this happening. They know that people are going to be uh, inspired and spread information. However, it, that works. However, information travels, and I think that's why we're seeing this madness. Is it's an insane clapdown. I think the lease on the planet basically is up, and they are renegotiating the lease, and we're not like letting them take it. We're gonna actually like get it back because it's our lease. It's our planet, and this big thing is uh also saying intergalactic before things really helps you beat the anti-semitism charges it's just like they can't you can't get me there so but i really yeah. do think this. there is a, a change they're trying to thwart that change and it's unstoppable uh and all peoples and all nations and all tribes will either prosper or perish based on their um, decisions but not based on like who they are affiliated with in, in my opinion sounds good to me well, we didn't get to like Ramona and Ebony's amazing uh, political party, but that's that's okay. We could save that for another. <laughs> that's some things are timeless and can be discussed for the honestly age. anytime you want to because I'm I'm I when you said that I was like I was so I, I love <laughs> I did time you want to I did warn you I tend to throw a plan out the window. I didn't really I really this was beautiful though. So there was no plan thrown out the window. We followed God's plan on this one, and I think um, Basil, where can people find you and like uh, what should we know about you and all that stuff. 
So, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, it's at Neobactrian, N-E-O-B-A-C-T-R-I-A-N. Uh, also, there you'll, on, in the bio, you'll see the link tree that goes to Bear Bactrian, was, which is, was slash is my limited series that I talk about, like, this, the one thing in different aspects. Um, yeah, if you liked what you heard, I mean, if you want, if you want to know about, like, anti-leftism if you want to know about afghanistan if you want to know about race play you know Any, i think we i have a huge following of race play fanatics so I, you may get a reach out from one of the one of the listeners hopefully. oh i i've been saying it's like listen i've been go- a celibate going on a year i'm very serious about all that stuff but listen if you find a, a me a racist white white right wing bodybuilder who's going to convince me that it's worth eternal hellfire slide into the dms you heard it here folks get into the cms please um thank you so much basil this is such a delight to talk to you it was a pleasure and i um i i'll see i have a tagline they have a trouble wrapping a call so you probably should just hang up (laughs) (laughs) Bye.